0: In our passage in Matthew 10, Jesus says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Question, what kind of shepherd sends sheep to live among wolves? Sometimes you hear a phrase, maybe you've never heard that phrase before. Maybe you've heard it so much it becomes commonplace. Sometimes we just kind of gloss over things. But Jesus says, I am sending you to live like sheep among wolves. Please don't miss the radical nature of that. And if we're honest, if anybody else said it, we would say, you're doing what? What kind of shepherd sends sheep to live among wolves that doesn't feel kind it doesn't feel wise sheep living among wolves sent there by a shepherd now maybe it's not quite so uh, maybe it doesn't hit you quite so much when you're talking about sheep and shepherds that feels a bit abstract in the metaphor Let me try to bring it maybe closer to home to us and ask that same question in a different way, unpacking the metaphor. What kind of God sends his children to schools that deny his existence? It's like sending sheep among wolves. What kind of God sends his children to go work at companies Where greed and selfish ambition is the norm and anybody who doesn't participate in that is marginalized. What kind of God asks one of his daughters to marry into a family where the only other person who's a Christian in that family is her husband and she and her husband are persecuted and she especially is picked on and she was hoping for just a wonderful extended family but instead she's asked to go holiday after holiday amongst a group of people that make fun of her for being a Christian. What kind of God does something like that? What kind of God sends one of his children to go share the gospel with people who are hard-hearted, who seem to have no... Interest in the good news and persecute and make fun of the one who's been sent to tell them the good news. What kind of God does that? This is not a new idea, not a new question when we think about Jesus saying, I have sent you as sheep to live among wolves. This is not something new if we consider some historical biblical situations. We ask the question, what kind of God sends David, who he's picked to be king, to go work for Saul, to marry his daughter, and to join Saul's family, knowing full well that Saul is going to spend his final years on this earth persecuting David and trying to kill him? That sounds like sending a sheep to live with a wolf. What kind of shepherd does something like that? What kind of God sends Esther to go marry the lecherous and dangerous King Xerxes who forces her to go through a process that the only near comparable is the show The Bachelor where she has to compete for his affections with all these other women and when she's finally chosen she has to live in fear that if she loses his favor she's going to be killed. What kind of God would pick this for Esther, his daughter? What kind of God asked Jeremiah to go preach to the Israelites who are hard-hearted, who show no signs of wanting to repent and that Jeremiah is just gonna simply be imprisoned and persecuted and mocked and not listened to? What kind of God sends John the Baptist to go confront Herod Knowing that Herod is going to imprison him for doing it and ultimately behead him for doing what he was asked to do. Please don't glance by this statement when Jesus says, I am sending you like sheep to live among wolves. This is a radical statement and we have to ask the question, what kind of shepherd would do such a thing? What kind of God would treat his children this way. Well, if you don't still have your Bible open to Matthew 10, would you please reopen it to Matthew 10? Page 790 and 791. And in this long discourse that Jesus gives us, we find four answers to the question, what kind of shepherd would send his sheep to live among wolves, or what kind of God would ask that of his children? The first answer to the question, what kind of God would send his children to live among wolves, is not the God who wants to win a fight. It may seem axiomatic to you, that you don't send sheep to fight with wolves. They're not going to win. Maybe you've seen the video on YouTube, I think it's from sort of Kruger Park, and it shows like this herd of buffalo, and they fight off like a pack of lions. And we see that and we cheer it on, and we think, well, oh, that's really cool, because normally lions eat buffalo. But in this situation, I don't know, the buffalo decide to all band together and the buffalo attack the pack of lions and they chase off the lions. And you think, good job, buffalo. You can look all over the internet. You will never find a video of a pack of sheep attacking a pack of wolves. (laughs) It doesn't exist. The sheep would get totally slaughtered. Nobody sends sheep to fight with wolves. It's unkind. It's foolish. If God wants to win a fight, he's not going to send sheep to do it. Verse 16 I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. Verse 21, brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. It doesn't sound like in those passages that the sheep are winning. So clearly God did not send the sheep to live among the wolves to win a fight. Now it's tempting for both of us to buy into a worldview that is sometimes called Christian nationalism. And it's the idea that if we as sheep would just sort of band together, if we would sort of like align ourselves with one another, then we could beat the wolves. We could get legislation passed. We could make sure that stuff that's taught in the schools is actually good and, and a blessing. We could get the right leaders elected. And please, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the sentiment. I completely understand the idea that we want to do this. But there's nothing in this passage that looks anything like that. Nobody sends sheep to beat up wolves. The sheep would get slaughtered. And so the first answer to the question, what kind of shepherd would send his sheep to live among wolves? Not the kind that wants to win a fight. There's a second answer to our question. What kind of shepherd sends sheep to live among wolves? Not the one who wants to avoid wolves at all costs. In the same way that no sheep has ever beaten a wolf in a fight, no sheep has ever outrun a wolf. They're faster. If the goal was for sheep to avoid wolves at all costs, you would never send the sheep to live near the wolves. You're just setting them up to get eaten. Look what it says in verse 23. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Aha, that sounds like running. That sounds like sheep running away. And it absolutely does, until you read the next phrase. Truly I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Where did the sheep run to? Another pack of (laughs) wolves. If you want sheep to avoid wolves at all costs, you do not send the sheep to live near the wolves. Keep going, verse 26. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Verse 31. So don't be afraid. If you're a shepherd and you want sheep to have nothing to do with wolves, what you would tell them is, be afraid of wolves. Like, this seems like basic stuff you would teach sheep. Stay away from the wolves. You'd show them pictures. That's a wolf. That wolf wants to eat you. Stay as far away from that wolf as possible. But Jesus says, don't be afraid. He said, don't be afraid of the wolves. And if you wanted sheep to avoid wolves, you would not tell them what's whispered in your ears. Proclaim from the rooftops. Because any sheep that's proclaiming this kind of stuff is going to get eaten by a wolf. So what kind of God sends his children to live among wolves? Not the kind that wants them to avoid wolves at all cost. You see, just like there is a mistaken sort of worldview that we call Christian nationalism, there is another mistaken worldview that we call Christian monasticism. And that is the idea that our job as Christians is to avoid wolves at all cost. That we need to separate ourselves from the wolves, have nothing to do with them. We gotta start our own schools. We gotta start our own businesses. We gotta have our own camps where we go and we hide from wolves. We only hang out with church people. That's not in this passage. And again, I appreciate the sentiment and the desire but what kind of shepherd sends his sheep to live among wolves? Not the kind that wants them to avoid wolves at all cost. Well, so far in our passage we've only heard two negative answers. There are also two positive answers to the question, what kind of God sends his children to live among wolves? And so the third answer to our question is the God who sees wolves as lost sheep. Look in verse six with me. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely you have received, freely give. The people in verse six, the lost sheep of Israel, Those are the same people in verse 16 that he calls wolves. The people who are persecuting the disciples, the ones who are flogging them in the synagogues, the ones who are betraying them. On one hand, he calls them wolves, but on the other hand, he calls them lost sheep. See, if the goal was for the wolves to be killed, The shepherd is much better equipped for fighting wolves than sheep are. No shepherd would send sheep to go fight wolves. The sheep will get slaughtered. But a shepherd, a shepherd's got a pretty good shot against wolves. That's what shepherds do. And in the Bible, we see God pick some fights with wolves. He does it with Pharaoh. He does it with Nebuchadnezzar. He does it with the Canaanites. And every time he wins. Sheep are not equipped to fight wolves. But what we are equipped to do is follow shepherds. And the reason God sends sheep to live among wolves, because if those wolves are just lost sheep, well, we're pretty good at finding a shepherd and following him. And if we used to be wolves ourselves and God sends us to live with wolves who are lost sheep, what we're good at doing is not fighting them, But showing them, look, that's the shepherd you want to follow. I used to be a wolf too. And then I met him. And he made me into a sheep. Look at verse 11. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person. That's a worthy wolf. And stay at their house until you leave. Verse 40. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me some of these wolves are actually going to become sheep. That's why God sends us to live among them. It's because on one hand, it's true, they're wolves. On the other hand, every wolf is just simply a lost sheep. And God's goal is not to condemn them or reject them or annihilate them, but to save them. That's the kind of shepherd who would send his sheep to live among wolves. There's a fourth answer to the question. What kind of shepherd would do this? Or what kind of God? We would say the God who wants to truly be our shepherd. Look in verse 19. But when they arrest you, Do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Verse 26. Do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark... Speak in the daylight what is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. What kind of God sends his children to live among wolves? The God who is planning on going with us to live there. The God who promises to be our shepherd in the midst of those wolves. Do you hear what he's saying? When you're brought before synagogues, don't worry, you will be given what to say. By whom? By your shepherd who is standing right there with you. And that yes, difficult things will happen to you and I. There will be suffering. There will be betrayal. There will be hardships that we go through. But don't be afraid. Not a single hair of your head is unknown to God. And every single thing you and I go through, he will be in control of. Amen. This is the kind of shepherd that is not afraid to send his sheep to live among wolves because he knows he can protect us. Amen. It's one thing to be a shepherd taking care of sheep out in the middle of the wilderness when there's no wild animals around, when it's just you, the sheep, and some grass. That's not that tough to be a shepherd. But our shepherd, he's the chief shepherd, he's a good shepherd, he's the great shepherd. He can take good care of us when we're living in the midst of wolves. And then his plan is, look, I will take good care of you. Look what else he says. Verse 39, whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Jesus knows there's no life In a sheep fighting a wolf. Literally, it means death. There's also no life in running away from wolves. What kind of life is it to constantly be running away? That's not life either. Where is life? Life is found living in the midst of wolves under the care and protection of a shepherd. Of seeing the joy of lost sheep coming to faith. Jesus says, I know what life is like. I know how it feels. Come with me and you will experience life. Not out in the wilderness avoiding all of the wolves. Not pitched battle against the wolves. But living amongst the wolves under my care and protection. That's life. You're going to love it. It's going to be difficult. But it's what? life is about and then Jesus says and by the way no student is greater than their master this is what I went through <laughs> Jesus didn't come with the sword nor did he stay in heaven he came and lived among wolves so that he might save wolves like us <laughs> and make us sheep He calls us to do the same and he says, look, it's going to be hard now. But when I come back, I will reward you for doing what I did. What kind of shepherd would send his sheep to live among wolves? Not the kind who wants to win a fight. That's not how you do it. Not the kind who wants his sheep to avoid wolves at all costs. You would never send them to live among them if you wanted them to stay away from them. You would do it if you thought those wolves were actually lost sheep. And that other sheep would be good at showing them a shepherd. And you would do it if you were confident in your abilities as a shepherd. To take good care of your sheep. No matter what the circumstances they're in. As we close our service, I'm going to invite our band uh, to come back out here. What we're going to do is we're going to spend some time together in Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a psalm that is written for those who are shepherds or those who are sheep under the care of a shepherd living among wolves. And as we go through this Psalm, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to think, Jesus says here, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. The question I have for you is where is he doing this in your life currently? Where are you being sent as a sheep to live among wolves? Is it in your school? Has God chosen a situation for you where you will feel like a sheep walking the hallways with lots of wolves around? Is it at your workplace? Is that where he is sending you as a sheep to live among wolves? Is it in your immediate family or your extended family? Is it in your neighborhood? Is it in the community in which you live here in Grand Rapids? Is it part of the volunteering that you're doing? Where is it that he is sending you to live like a sheep among wolves? I want you to think of that situation, whether it's work or school, family, whatever it may be. And I want you to listen to these words from Psalm 23, spoken over you, to you, and for you. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Nothing. I lack nothing. If you're like me, you can probably think of lots of stuff you lack. I lack the personality to do this. I lack the resources to do it. I lack the energy. I lack the smart answers to give when people attack me. But the reality is, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He's got all the resources. He's got all the energy. He's got all the answers. He's got everything that I need. At that school, at that job, in that neighborhood, in this community, the Lord is your shepherd. There's nothing you're lacking. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. It's tough living as a sheep among wolves. You're always on guard. You're always nervous. You're always wondering, is somebody going to say something that's going to be offensive or hurtful? Is somebody going to make fun of me? Is somebody going to say something that I can't respond to? Is somebody going to ask me to do something that I can't do? It wears away at your soul. But the Lord is my shepherd. He refreshes my soul. He gives healing to wounds. When harm comes and persecution, he sees it. And he restores us. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. You may think that you're living among wolves because you made some foolish decisions. You may think, well, man, why didn't I think about this before I signed up to come to the school? Why didn't I realize that at this workplace that my boss was going to be like this? Why didn't I spend some time thinking through that when I married this person, I was gonna be marrying into this family? How did I end up serving in this community? Why am I living here in Grand Rapids going through these things? But Jesus says, I'm the one who sent you to live among these wolves. I've guided you along this. This is the right path for you. You might not have chosen this path, but it's the path I have for you. Don't be afraid. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. In my mind's eye, I picture just this little sheep walking by herself or himself in a valley filled with wolves. Sheep can't even see all the wolves, just sees the yellow glow of their eyes. And I picture this little sheep just walking through that valley. And I see Jesus in his majesty and his glory walking alongside of that sheep. And none of those wolves dare come after it. That little sheep just walking along And every time the little sheep looks and sees all the wolves The shepherd just reaches down and says Don't be afraid, I'm here I've got this You're going to be just fine Your rod and your staff, they come from me Shepherd's holding the rod He's going to beat the snot out of those wolves if he has to He's got a staff that if the sheep starts veering off too far, he's going to bring that sheep back and say, no, let's let's walk this path here. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I think of that little sheep. It's a long valley. And so at some point the shepherd says, let's stop for a minute and have dinner. And there this little sheep has a lavish table set in the presence of my enemies. All these wolves, hungry, wanting to eat that food. And the shepherd says, no, 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 no. This is for my sheep. And instead of just simply surviving the valley, this little sheep's having a feast right there in the midst of the darkest valley. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Can you imagine these people? You're being betrayed. You're being flogged. You're being persecuted. You're being handed over. And yet these disciples, if you ask them, would say, my cup runneth over. Not with everything going exactly the way we want, but with joy, with peace with love, with the presence of God. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. I picture this little sheep walking through this valley. She gets to the other side and she turns and looks back. And instead of a dark valley filled with wolves, all she sees is goodness and mercy and love following after her. She thinks she's being hunted by those wolves, but the only thing running after her is God's love and kindness. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The good news for sheep living among wolves is someday we won't live among wolves anymore. We've got a home that's waiting for us. And the trouble of living as a minority amidst a majority culture in which you feel uncomfortable, as living as a Christian in the midst of a non-Christian school, the difficulty of being in a family at holidays where you think, well, when's the next attack gonna come? The good news is that will not be your eternal state. Instead, you have a home that you will dwell in with God forever and ever. And in that home are going to be some of those former wolves that were lost sheep, that because you walked through that valley, they said, I want to follow that shepherd. And they took off their wolf's clothing. And they became sheep. And you get to the end of the valley. And the shepherd says, come and enjoy my peace. Come and enjoy this kingdom. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. What kind of shepherd sends his sheep to live among wolves? The good shepherd does. Amen. Amen.